Welcome back to the JDA podcast. On this week, we have got safe standing, transfer news, and uh, some facts about Messi, because apparently some stuff's been going on about him as well. Uh, all that will be coming up on this episode. We're going to talk about safe standing now. Um, Manchester United have taken a step closer by submitting a formal request to the FA to see if they can get Rail Seaton, aka safe standing, uh, installed for up to 1,500 supporters in the northeast quadrant. Now, this is um, took a bit of by surprise by United fans because many would expect it to be in the Stretford end because that's where most of the chants come from. But due to safety issues, it's not been there. And they put it in the northeast quadrant where I'm actually sat uh, with my season ticket at United. So if we do any vlogs in the future at United, I could be there. What are your opinions on safe standing, guys? Because this has been implemented at Wolves and Tottenham, and it's in Celtic and Rangers as well. So what do you think about this safe standing? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely can help with um, the safety of supporters going to watch a, a football game. Uh, some people might argue that it kind of takes the atmosphere away from games because there's not all this uh, limbs stuff. When um when you score a 90th minute goal, you can't go absolutely crazy because you're kind of restricted. But overall, I think it's safety above anything else in football. So, yeah, safe standing is probably quite a good option for Man United, and I think it's a very good idea. Do you not think, you're saying about how it doesn't get limbs and all that, but do you not think it will improve the atmosphere? Because back when you could have all standing like stands, it was really noisy then, wasn't it? And I presume the majority of people want to stand in the stadiums. So do you not think that will create more of an atmosphere like in back in the day? Yeah, it, do, it does make it very annoying when one of the announcers go, oh, please refrain from standing up. Um, but I think that's kind of where the atmosphere comes from. You can't really sing at the top of your voice while you're sitting down. So I think being able to stand all the way through the football match although some people don't like it most people if they want to create a ma an atmosphere and spare on their teams i think it's a very good idea do you think it's controversial where they've put this seat in because it's in the top right or top yeah top right if you're looking at it from the bobby charlton stand do you think it's controversial that it's there and not somewhere else like on one of the lower tiers um i don't i think it, they picked it more of of where's not the safest place to sit more than where will improve the atmosphere the most because yeah if you're gonna find somewhere to have safe standing probably the place where it's the least safe to stand up is where you want to put the safe standing so and it also might not have that much of an atmosphere but I, i'm not a man united expert so what about you joe where do you think what do you think about safe standing or rail seating the um, mic's just fell. <laughs> I don't think it will change the atmosphere a massive amount. <clears throat> Some fans might not like it at first, but it will just be something we'll have to get used to. But it'll massively increase the safety of the game, which should just make it a better atmosphere for families and stuff, which I think is a good thing because getting a younger generation involved in football because parents are more likely to take their children if they think it's safe for them. Yeah, I saw this fact the other week, and it said um, the like average age for a person who goes to a football match is around forty to about fifty. Well, forty and like fifty, yeah. 
what do you think about that? Because would like in back in the day when there was like all these like twenty five year olds or so going to all these football matches, now they can't really afford that because of course they're probably living by themselves or w- with somebody else, and now they're having to pay on top of that to get like a season ticket, and it's really expensive, especially if you're at a Premier League club. What do you think about that? That average age sum. I think that's shocking. Um, why is it that the older generation are the main people in there? It's, it'll be something to do with the price of the seats, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, un- until you start earning money, I don't think you can spend all of that money on something that isn't going to really benefit you in later life. I think younger people are concentrating more on getting say, a house or a car than spending it on football tickets so if if you want to get the younger generation coming to these types of match you definitely have to lower the ticket prices if you want to bring in the younger generation it's not getting rid of the older generation because i know like oh they they've they supported the club their whole life so they're, they're still paying and they're still involved they're still supporters yeah uh, like they're, they're they're paying as much as the children but then they're, they're not that they've got the money whereas the children have to make the money and then spend it uh, what so yeah. what gets me is um you've got all this money coming into the club so like united you've got chevrolet sponsorship 50 million pound per year that on top of that you've got adidas who pay big contracts for kit deals and tv deals that have been introduced in the last couple of years why are we still having to pay these big prices for tickets at the moment? Like 50 quid for a match on average. That's what it is at City that I've seen. What do you think? Uh, it's weird because you go to a, a, a much smaller team or even a team in a championship and they you have to pay half as much as uh, you have to pay in the Premier League. And I don't, I don't really see the point in that because um, they're making all this money from the TV deals and the champ- championship games are barely ever on TV unless they're high up in the um, in the league. But I'll get on to championship later. I'm going to have a bit of a rant about that. But Yeah, but um, if, if you're making all this t- uh, money from TV and all that and you're not selling out your stadium, such as City, then why not make the t- ticket prices um, like lower so that more people can come? maybe you get more publicity for selling out your stadium or something it's, it's that easy or you could even just introduce vari- like different varieties of tickets so there'll be like a student one one for a younger person and then one for well older people i think they do that rugby i think yeah they, do. yeah they have like student which is pretty good to be fair because you don't want to be paying for an adult's ticket when you're not really an adult are you you're a young adult now we're going to go on to transfer news. The first one that we're going to talk about is Hakim Ziyech uh, heading to London, going to Chelsea for a sum of £45 million. What do you think about that? I mean, it's quite early on. It was literally just after the transfer window. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's it's a very good deal on Chelsea's part. I know last summer everyone was ranting about how no one signed him and I think he had a release clause as well before he signed that new contract with Ajax of like was it like 30 million? Yeah it was very cheap uh, and yeah. for a player of, of that quality like the quality he is like he, was, he he performed against uh, Chelsea in the Champions League 
in that four-all draw, scoring that free kick. That was uh, a good match, actually. Yeah, I, I don't see why someone didn't snap him up earlier. And for a team like Chelsea to do it as well, uh, yeah, it's a very good deal for them and for that cheap as well. Chelsea have been out uh, with the transfer ban, was it two years? Oh, they were meant to have it for two years. Uh, and nobody comes and snaps Ziyech up and then Chelsea come as soon as they're allowed to get it and then get him. Do they need to uh, strengthen that midfield? They've got Kante at the moment, Jorginho, you could say, and Kovacic. What do you think about... Do you think that will make the midfield much better because he brings an attacking sense into the game, really? Yeah, um, they definitely need an attacking midfielder. I know they had um, Ross Barkley still, but he hasn't performed very well since he's left Everton. Uh, you're a snake. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, now we're going to go on to Jaden Sancho. He said that he wants to leave Borussia Dortmund this summer. Will he be head? Will he be heading to Manchester United or Chelsea? No. They are the candidates at the moment to get him. What do you think, Joe? Do you think Sancho will move to United or do you reckon he'll go to Chelsea? Um, I reckon Chelsea. I think Chelsea have got a way to go, but I think. They could be a really strong, potentially winning side in maybe just a year or two years. Um, United are also in a building block at the moment. Uh, what do you think about Sancho, Alex? Do you think we need somebody in that right wing position? Because at the moment we need somebody there because Dan James shouldn't really be playing there. He's too young. And then, But if we bring Sancho in... That'll make the team a whole lot better on that right-hand side with him and Wan-Bissaka. Yeah, it, it all depends if you've got the money, really. Yeah, have we got the money? Is there any doubts about that? United you'll, have the money. You'll get hit by FFP sooner or later. And I think with if you get Sancho in the summer, I think he's probably one of the only players you can get for a substantial amount of money. Substantial? You're calling 100 million substantial? Yeah. Right, Jaden Sancho. I, I'm, I'm not saying he's worth 100 mil. I know he's good, but he's not worth a hundred million. Let's be honest. For for a young player who's who's as good as him, he scored against Barcelona. He's shown it in the Champions League. Uh, he's not just shown it, or he he didn't show it in the Premier League. He left City at a very young age, went to Dortmund, and he's he's shown it on the biggest stage in the world, scoring against Barcelona. And although the I think they lost three one in the game he scored, he still showed some very good signs, but. Unless you offer a very big money, like lump sum, then I don't think you'll go to a team that's not in the Champions League. Right. I know we're not in the Champions League, but if we get into the Champions League this year, I'm saying he's definitely coming. But I'll be annoyed if we play a hundred million for him because we've seen what's happened with Pogba, and this can lead on to bad things if we get another Pogba. It is this season. Uh. Well, it is the Bundesliga, and um, it is a massively different league to the Premiership, but he has scored 12 goals in the 19 matches he's played, which can't be a bad record in any league. And I don't I don't think 100 mil is... Uh, I think 100 mil is too much, but uh, it would be close to that. What's really annoying as well is that he's English, so his price goes up by 40 million anyway. We've seen that, haven't we, with Harry Maguire? Yeah. United have overspent for him. Jack Grealish, you could say he's probably worth about the fifty million, but James Madison, you're asking for eighty million from Leicester when he's actually only worth probably sixty. Do you think English players are like 
highly expensive these days. Yeah, definitely. I think if if any English player shines, um, then the Premier League will automatically try and snap them up because I, I don't really know why, but if they shine outside the Premier League and they're English, then I think they'll straight away come to England. And I think the English League, if you want to prove yourself, is probably the league that you have to prove yourself in. Now we're going to go on to... We're going to stay with the United, actually, and we're going to go on to Mauricio Pochettino. And he's been saying this in the week um, to Sky Sports, I think it was. Uh, I would like to... I would love to work in the Premier League. It's going to be difficult, I know, and for now it's a moment to wait and we'll see what happens. Could this be in this summer where United drop Ollie and get Pochettino in? Um... I reckon you can only wait until something happens with Oli. Um, I don't think he'll stay in for much longer because United fans are notoriously difficult with managers. And Oli hasn't been what United hoped it would be, if we're honest. Could you see Pochettino coming in and... I mean, under Daniel Levy, you can see that he wasn't allowed to spend that much money with his players uh, could you see that at the same as United with the Glazers and because they won't let you spend a lot of money either neither would Ed Woodward unless you get them for about 2 million cheaper that's how picky they are so could you see Pochettino coping because of what he's been under at Spurs um, it all depends I know he did a very good job without like any money for a good 2 or 3 seasons at Tottenham Um but then again, he did start with quite a few young players, and they did eventually, like Harry Kane, one of the best strikers in the world, Vertonghen, Vermaelen, Alderweireld, <laughs> two of the best centre-backs in the world. Um, but I don't see why he couldn't perform well at Man United. Uh, he has mentioned a few times that he does want to return to the Premier League, um, but it's, it's whether he'll suit United's play style and all that, so... Yeah, you never know. Would you think that Pochettino, if you were a United fan at the moment, would you want Pochettino to come in now or th- at the end of the summer? Uh, I'd, I'd probably um, appoint him at the the start of the summer. To be Sorry, honest. the start, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he gets some pre-season, so he gets to know the players and know how he wants to play before actually going into competitive matches because it, it can be hard going straight into the Premier League with just like one or two weeks training sessions and stuff so I think he could be really good for United if he bring if he can bring in the right players in with the right attitudes and the right mindset towards the game I think he could be really good if you bring him in at the start of this summer um, well, I'm not sure if you want to discuss this or not, but Adebayo has agreed to join Paraguayan side club Olympia. Um, he's since leaving a Turkish club, I'm not even going to attempt the name for that, uh, in December. Uh, he's gone... He's, he's, uh, yeah, I don't even know how to say that. Um, he's gone to Club Olympia. Uh, I think it's his 10th club, I think. Yeah, it is his 10th club of his career. A uh, bit of a milestone for him. Um, what are your memories of Adibayor, Alex, Andrew? Um, I don't really have many, but I remember him doing that knee slide in front of was it the, the Arsenal fans. Yeah, yeah in I front of the that. Arsenal fans, one scoring for Spurs. He ran 
all the length of the pitch. So yeah, definitely. He he wasn't a world class striker, but he was definitely. I remember his salute celebration against Swansea. Yeah. That Swansea just that game just stuck out for me. I don't know why. Uh, other news: Raheem Sterling has been ruled out against West Ham because he's got a hamstring injury. I don't think it's been that long since he's been injured. You, Alex? No. Um, he's it's definitely been a faster recovery than what everyone's making out. Because I remember when he got injured, everyone was like, "I oh, know he's going to be out for ages," but yeah, it's definitely quite a quick recovery. He's been injured again, which shows he probably hasn't fully. He didn't fully recover. He, they probably put him in too early. Yeah, um, this is. I've, I've just heard some news about uh, Andre Gomez how he's coming back. I think is the next game or the game after against Arsenal. Uh, he broke his leg about four months ago, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to be out till the end of the season." He's, but he's made a recovery like very fast. So uh, I'm debating whether. They've brought him in too early or not, and I think that's what happened with Raheem Sterling. How long does it say he's out for? Just for the West Ham uh, game? It, it just, so far, we just know it's out for the West Ham if we, If it's for further, like, more months or days, do you reckon this could damage City's chances of winning the Champions League this year? Um, I know Sterling has been a world-class player, but they have so many brilliant wingers who could probably start for any team in the world, such as... Mares, Bernardo Silva, and all them. Sane, Sane doesn't really want to be there though. That's no. So, no. Where, how do you see that going? Because Bernardo Silva's not a run at your winger. He's more of a cut inside. Um. Yeah, I think they need him back before the end of the Champions League. Definitely. He's uh. He he can get you goals when you need them the most. Um. But I think they can survive uh, in the Premier League for a bit without him. So. And of course, England could be a blow for them as well one of their key players this year in the Euros Gareth just give Mason Holgate that captain's armband <laughs> uh, now we're going to move on to Odin Igalo because there's been a lot about him this week uh, firstly um, he's not allowed to go over to Spain because he's been denied uh, because he's of course he played for the Chinese club uh, and the Canora virus that's going on at the moment, so he's having to stay in Manchester and do his training there. Also with Igalo, um United are playing Chelsea in a couple of weeks' time on the Monday night football. Um, the restrictions to him, of course, as I've just said, going to Spain, but he's meant to be in the United squad against Chelsea. Could you see him being a major factor in this game against Chelsea? Because they're a team that we're battling with for top four. Um... I don't think he's going to be a standout player. I don't see him starting ahead of some of the strikers you have, such as Rashford and Martial. Rashford's injured. Oh, um, maybe then. But I don't. I. I could see him starting for two or three games, but I can't see that being a permanent fix. No, I can't see him in the future playing for Manchester United and scoring goals. He's just not the type of player you you bring in to be a solid goal scorer. I think it's a good move if you want him to score like two or three goals for the rest of the season to maybe earn you a few points but going forward I don't see him making much of a difference. We've got him on a six month loan though so with that time Rashford's injured until I think it's March, March the 7th around then. He's a good replacement for Rashford, Premier League proven. Good in quotation marks. Um, also some breaking news, well not really breaking news but uh, Messi is meant to be staying at Barcelona after he's after 
his little thing that went on with um, Eric Abidal, the former Barcelona player. Um, yeah, he's staying. But Emmanuel Petit um, was talking about Messi via Paddy Powell this week. And he said, I don't think he's suited to the intensity of England. Messi is not Cristiano. Physically, he's not the same machine. Do you agree with Emmanuel Petit? But uh, Messi's only been proven, really, at Argentina when he, for like two years. Um, when he professionally signed for, I can't remember what the club it was, uh, but then he's been at Boss for the rest of his life. Of course, this was the ongoing thing about Manchester City getting him, um, because he's meant to be leaving on a free, but now he's not, he's staying. Do you agree with Petit? Do you reckon he can't play in the Premier League? Well, not can't, but not as good as Cristiano. Well, uh, I saw these stats and I think um, it was like messy goals against Premier League sides, uh, 26 and Ronaldo 28 and only one of those players played in the Premier League and that was Ronaldo so if you're talking Champions League I know it's a different competition and there's a different atmosphere but I think Messi's shown it in the Champions League as well as La Liga and I, I, I definitely he's the best in the world What about you Joe? Do you think Messi could well, do well in the Premier League? And just through the sheer skill of him I don't think he could ever be an awful player in the Premiership it would take some time to um, for him to live up to his full potential in the Premiership but I, I still think he will absolutely dominate the Premiership if he comes over now we're going to go on to Chelsea I've recorded the biggest net profit um, of any club in world football in the last two transfer windows according to some new data but they have the added West, transfer abandoned. Yeah, no. Well, the West Londoners have made two hundred and five million euros in sales, um, with like Eden Hazard, which was a hundred million on on add-ons to Real Madrid. Um, also, I don't think you'll know this, Joe. Aston Villa were the second, only to Real Madrid at the other end of the list after spending, hundred and seventy-two million euros following promotion from the Championship. Yeah, that's not really a surprise, though, is it? We, we've spent way too much money to be where we are at the moment. Where do you think I think it'll pay off in the future. Where do you think you should be at the moment in the Prem with that mo- amount of money spent? Um, If we spent it like United, it would only be like two players, but the amount of players we brought in, I reckon we should be uh, pushing for 10. And uh, it can't really... I know it's tough being our first season in the Premiership, but... I'm really disappointed in how things have turned out and I'm just hoping we don't get relegated this season. Well, the main thing was, in the Premier League you need a lot of depth because you play in the FA Cup as well and you play midweek matches and FA Cup, League Cup, which it would be in the Championship, but Premier League's a bit more harder to play in, isn't it? So I think you needed that depth a bit more this year. And I think you've done that, but as you said, we have the you just depth. need to be a bit better. I think the experience will come with that. Now we're going to move on to some international football and we're going to move on to the Milan derby. What a game. What did you think? Uh, it ended 4-2 to Inter uh, with AC being 2-0 up within... How long was it? I think it was about 30 minutes. Something like that. 45. 45, yeah. e- uh, With Rebic scoring in the 40th and Ibra scoring an alright header in the 46th minute. Uh, of one minute at a time um, but then in the second half Inter Milan just 
turned it on with Brozovic, Rosino, De Vrij and Lukaku just getting four goals. Looks a good match. Um, what are the stats, Alex? Because Inter came back in the second half, didn't they? With four really good goals. Yeah, um, so AC Milan did have one more shot, but Inter had seven on target and AC had only two, so... Do you think um, this Milan derby is one to come in the future as well? Because they've got some really good players at the moment. Inter yeah, obviously very got the better ones. Very good young players. Um, I know. Could you see? Yeah. Could you see AC getting into the Champions League? Or with that squad, it looks pretty poor compared to that Inter squad. No, no I don't. I don't see them. Maybe if they make a few good signings in the summer, I think they could slowly climb the table. But I think they're in small on top. Yeah. Jesus. I thought Good. Juventus Juventus lost to Hellas Verona. Really? What would you... Th- imagine if Inter win this. The Serie A. I know. I, just... Juve dominance for the past couple of years and suddenly Inter on top, so... The Italian league's always been one to look out for. They've got good teams, but Juventus just always seem to be the top of the bunch, don't they? And Lazio, I've, I've been very good this season with. Immobile scoring quite a few goals. Yeah, Napoli as well. I mean, they they don't look like they're doing so well. But su- surprisingly, Caligiuri and Bologna, I think, it, and Verona, they're all making their effort to go into the Europa League. Out of those clubs, who do you think will get into the Europa League? Um, I think Hellas Verona might slip off. I think it's a good chance Napoli and Milan could, uh, AC Milan could probably like climb in. That's it for this episode. Uh. Have you got anything to say, you two? Yeah, just make sure you follow us on all social media. Instagram, Instagram Twitter. I'm, I'm telling you, Twitter's going to become a bit more better. We've had some retweets, so hopefully we can get an increase on the followers on Twitter. Yeah. Joe, anything to say? Um, just comment what you would like to see in the future. Yeah. What future videos? Because we don't want to just stick to podcasting and vlogs. We want to just go out there. Yeah. So yeah, make sure you comment below and make give us a like. Make sure yeah, like and subscribe as we said. And have a good weekend. Uh is it winter break? Yeah. I think we need to do table tennis as well. Table tennis. Yeah. Table football JDA table. Table tennis. All right, okay. That'll be sick. Maybe. Um all right, that's bye from me. And me. And me. As the mic falls.